This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back out to Caracas, we're going to go. Of course, we broadcast there from uh, Monday. Uh, it's an amazing atmosphere out there. And uh, my very first job when I left school was in insurance. And when we got told we could chat to, chat to the guy that, um, that looks after the insurance for New Zealand bloodstock, he is the insurance advisor. Um, his name's Jim Bruford. He joins us on the line now. Now, Jim, um, so many lots going through the ring this week, Jim. You must be incredibly busy this week. Yeah, we've, um, we're, we are very busy uh, out here. We've, um, we've got nearly 1,000 lots going through. Uh, many overseas buyers here, uh, and uh, of course, the many of the locals as well. And um, um, people buying these uh, outstanding young yearlings, uh, they, they are um, responsible for them the minute they, uh, the hammer falls. So, uh, of course, they need to get them pretty quickly insured just in case there's any mishaps, um, uh, you know, right from the get go. Are those expenses to insure as cars? How, how do you work out the premium on a horse? Is is one horse the same as the next horse? Are fillies more expensive to insure or harder to insure than colts? How, do, how does that work? We're very fortunate with the yelling sales because um, we're, we, we have set rates and the set rates are basically for, uh, we'll set a rate for New Zealand because New Zealand uh, is a very good market and, uh, and uh, there aren't major... Um, there are, there are major problems with uh, with uh, you know logistics in terms of transporting etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So we've got a rate for New Zealand. We have a rate for Australia. We have and then horses purchased for Singapore, Hong Kong. Um, you know they, they have to we have to include a transit because they're going to jump on a plane uh, and fly to um, fly you know several hours to get there. So there's a greater risk for those. Um, Australia, of course, they're flying too, but the underwriters have forever. Uh, just rated New Zealand and Australia the one market, so flights between New Zealand and Australia are covered automatically. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So you're not the actual broker or the underwriter yourself. So do the people that buy the horse say, hey, Jim, I've just bought this um, Perencanto filly for 180000 insurance for us. It's staying in New Zealand. We're sending it to um, Christchurch uh, to be broken in, etc. And do you just work out the logistics of how the insurance works for that horse? Well, yeah, it's pretty standard, uh, the, the insurance. Um, from Fall of Hammer, the, uh, the horse is insured for, for mortality, that is for, for death. And uh, so, um, you know, if the horse tra- travels from uh, Auckland to Christchurch, uh, it will obviously undergo quite a long road trip. Um, and uh, you know, across the strait and whatever, so um, that's all included in a, in a one in the in the rate. Um, but the horse must die for a claim to be paid. So uh, we don't we don't have loss of use insurance in the uh, in the private industry. So does the insurance rates and things like that change from? You know, uh, yearling like they are at the sales, and most of them go to the paddock and fill out, and then they go to pre-training, and then they become a racehorse. As the function of the 
of the thoroughbred changes, I'd imagine insurance rates change. Um, not really. They only change with age. So, okay. um, yeah, so we, we have a set rate uh, for mortality for uh, from a yearling probably until about six years old. And once a racehorse gets to a six, seven, they're starting to get older, perhaps a little bit more vulnerable. So um, the risk is slightly greater. And so it, it, um, the rate will go up. But um, there's not many, uh, of course, horses continue to race as uh, 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 after six, seven years old. So, uh, and when they become broodmares, well, they're, uh, uh, um, they're uh, obviously um, less active. So the risk isn't, isn't, isn't determined to be any greater. Um, however, when, um, when the horses reach 13, that's when the rates start to start steadily to climb. So a 13-year-old will have an extra half a percent on 14-year-old, probably an extra 1%, et cetera, et cetera. So um, uh, age, age is really the only um, additional cost. So it's a set rate on the value of the horse. So that the hammer comes down on a horse, and if it's $50,000, it's a certain percentage of that price would be its premium, I'm guessing. 200000 percentage of yeah. its price. Now, yeah. what, what, about when, what about when they're racing, you've got a maiden, and um, it's you know we don't know what it's worth, but then it, it might win six in a row, and it becomes very very valuable. I guess the sum insured changes of of how much you're insuring the horse as it becomes Correct. a a racing proposition, a breeding proposition. So sum insured changes, but the rate doesn't. Is that right? Uh, the rate won't change. No, uh, but you're correct that that uh, a horse that goes out and wins uh, wins a um, a, a couple of good races, uh, uh, you know, they might suddenly say, "Well, we've been offered uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that for this uh, filly or whatever. Can we can we increase the insurance?" We of course automatically increase the insurance on the existing policy, and uh, then comes up for renewal. Um, it comes up for renewal with expiry, and uh, and away you go again. Um, the uh, horses that are purchased at the yielding sales are all automatically insured because they've. They're deemed to be fit and healthy as because they've gone through the ring and sold their price. Um, if, uh, if a horse is, if you ring me to insure a horse over $100,000, I request, I ask you to prepare a, 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 or to arrange a veterinary certificate so that the um, so that the underwriters have satisfaction that the horse is fit and healthy. What about the situation? I won't name the trainer, but I was talking to a trainer out at Karaka, and he thought a horse would go for about five hundred thousand, and he got it for three hundred and forty. Is yep. at Hammerfall? You're telling me it's insured for three forty. Can he say, "Look, I think it's worth more. I want to insure it for more." Is that does that happen? Um, not really, because uh, the the all as with all insurance policies, they're, they're based on current market value. Sure. And the current market value has to be seen as the value that's gone through the ring and sold for, because uh, that, that, it's had its opportunity to, to, to determine its price, and, uh, and that's been determined in the ring. So um, but having said that, if, the, if that, that horse uh, had a very close relative that turned around and won a group one race on the, a week later, particularly if it was a filly, and they rang up and said, "Oh, we've bought a filly today for three forty. Uh, it's it's uh, sister's just won the you know golden slipper or something. Uh, it would immediately makes that filly very valuable, and we would look and say, "Yeah, okay, sure, we'll we'll increase it to five hundred or six hundred or whatever we might estimate it's a new value to be worth." Mm. 
Sounds fun, Jim. Do you enjoy it? Absolutely. I haven't been doing it for 30 years for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, it, uh, I, I started off, uh, when I started off here back in 1993, I thought I'll give this six months a, a shot. I, uh, you know, it's just been an insurance salesman. I thought I didn't know whether I liked that, but um, I've always had a love for the horse. And uh, and um, so I've, um, yeah, I've stuck it out. It's taken me all around the world two or three or four times. And um, yeah, so um, because we do do a lot of business often in Hong Kong, Singapore, as well as Australia. In New Zealand, and uh, we are the, the largest uh, largest agency uh, for bloodstock insurance in New Zealand, and um, yeah, do all the major farms and the major training stables. So, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a great experience. Talking to Jim Bruford, he's the horse insurance uh, uh, advisor for NZB. Last last thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Jim, um, obviously you've just mentioned thirty years. You've been to a number of uh, Karaka sales. Weather aside. Can you stack up this year's one? Is is it back to the glory days? Um, it's hard to say that. I mean, the the, the most noticeable thing about this year's sale has been the, the return of the international visitors and the international buyers. Um, it's just been it's just been so wonderful to have them all back here, and um, I'm sure that the vendors have all appreciated that. In terms of in terms of um, uh, the sales itself, I think um, Karaka has always um, produced um, brilliant racehorses, champions around the world, and um, and the quality is is remains. You know, it's it's always there. There's always something new. Um, there's always there's always a new new horse on the block. Um, this year's Super Seth, for example, is uh, is the leading first season sire. He's uh, Done an incredible job, and uh, he's selling very, very well. Brilliant, Jim. I'll let you crack on. Very busy week, as I said right at the top. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to have a chat to us and the listeners here on SCNZ. We wish you all the very best for the rest of the sales. Thanks very much, Mark. Jimmy Burford. Good to talk to him out there at Karaka. I think there's uh, two more days to go. There must be, what are we, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not sure when book two. Did book two kick in today? Feel like it might have kicked in today. Um, but book one, it's been going great guns out there at um, Karaka. Uh, fantastic venue. Interesting, eh? I found that quite interesting about um, as soon as the hammer falls, that's what the horse is worth. Even if the vendor, if the person selling it says, you know, they'll have a reserve of, make it up, 200,000. Sells for 300000 bang, insured for 300000 and off they go. Let's hope some of the good ones stay in New Zealand. We get to sample their brilliance of uh, the, the equine brilliance of um, the New Zealand uh, breeding stocks. Um, these NZTR interviews that we're doing, it's, uh, it's just part of educating me, helping you understand the industry that is, and that is brought to you by loveracing.nz. That's where you get your – so loveracing.nz – Thoroughbred Racing News, previews, replays, profiles, the whole lot. Um, and they've got a uh, social media team on the ground there taking pictures. If you miss the day or you can't get to watch it, just go and have a look on Love Racing and they will capture the this celebration of um, these yearlings starting off in their life as a, as a real true thoroughbred. And also you can eat, you can drink, you can get racy and you can round up your crew 
go and have a look at the big race meetings that are on around your region. It's thegrandtour.nz. Thegrandtour.nz. That's where the info is. Johnny Mac, Habangas 3, New Sport Weather.